transportation across our state touches all of us. I think it's one of the biggest things next to education that affects our daily lives. Throughout the past year, the legislature has worked on developing new projects to modernize transportation and make investments to meet the future infrastructure needs of our growing state. Representative Mike Schultz, the House Majority Leader, is with us today to discuss some of the upcoming transportation projects you can expect to see taking place across the state. Representative, thank you so much for taking the time today. Edward, thank you for having me. I'm excited. This, I mean, transportation across our state touches all of us. I think it's one of the biggest things next to education. That, that, that affects our daily lives. And so I'm excited to have the opportunity to talk about it. Thank you. Thank you. So earlier this week, House Bill 322, Public Transit Capital Development Modifications, passed the House Transportation Committee. Can you tell us a little bit about this bill and how it will further transportation projects, specifically transit infrastructure throughout the state? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, uh, Edward, uh, as you know, Representative Christofferson uh, has been working on this. Uh, he's the chair of our Transportation Committee. And what HB 322 does that Representative Christofferson is sponsoring is it brings capital developments for transit under the jurisdiction of UDOT. So instead of having a transit department that's working on its own siloed in one area and a road department working in, in its, uh, you know, in its, in the road department that's siloed, that's, that's working in another direction. It has the opportunity to bring both uh, transit and roads together to best meet the citizens of this state. So really, this is an organizational change to find efficiencies between the two entities so that we can develop more efficient uh, and better transportation needs to address the needs of the citizens. It, it is. And it's important to know that UTA will still uh, operate and maintain uh, the, the transit in the state, but it'll be UDOT that's determining what's the best and highest need when it happens, when it doesn't happen, uh, and again, bringing them together instead of having them uh, do di uh, work differently. And it's also important to note that it's only when state dollars are invested. So UTA is by and large and mostly fun funded by local money. Uh, it would not prohibit UTA from still doing local projects. So this is just larger, more regionally significant projects such as Point of the Mountain, uh, infrastructure, that's that's a big issue. Um, and then also double tracking a front runner would bring that under U UDOT's jurisdiction. Those bigger and larger developments or, or projects as we move forward. So last year, you sponsored the largest infrastructure investment package in state history. It is designed really to touch every corner of the state. Uh, and we've seen historic growth uh, and investment from the state into transportation infrastructure over the last several years, specifically at a time while our state is experiencing such rapid growth. What can you tell us about some of the transportation projects Utahns can look forward to seeing in the coming years? Yeah, so that, that's a great question, uh, Edward. So yes, last year uh, I sponsored, and as well as Senator Colomore, we sponsored HB 433. Uh, it was roughly 850-ish million dollars, maybe just a little bit under, uh, and it touched all areas of the state, and it was multimodal. So it did include things like double tracking of front runner. It did include some other transit projects as well as road projects all across the state. 
and uh, you know, I think you know Mountain View Corridor. It helped on Mountain View Corridor get some projects funded there, some Bangor Highway infrastructure needs, uh, and it literally touched every corner of the state. It passed both the House and the Senate unanimously, and uh, it made a huge investment, as you mentioned, largest investment in our state's history in one single bill. And I just want to point out this is in addition to what we're currently spending on transportation in the state. What can you tell us about the double tracking of the front runner from Ogden to Provo? So currently, front runner is single tracked. I mean, we can't send trains going both directions at the same time. So the trains have to sit and wait at the, the stations while the train going in the opposite direction passes, right? So if we do double tracking, then the trains can pass back and forth. And it, it, it's strategic double tracking, not not everywhere. The, the whole track will not be double tracked from Ogden to Provo. It's strategic double tracking. I think one of the biggest reasons people don't use uh, uh, Front Runner is because of the time, the time that it takes to get from Ogden, Salt Lake, or Provo to Salt Lake. And so if we're sending trains both directions at the same time, it dramatically reduces the time that people spend on the uh, on the trains. It can also increase the frequency in uh, the trains so that they're every 15 minutes during peak times versus every 30 minutes. We know that our population is going to be doubling, and so it's a quality of life issue, Edward. There's going to be a, a time when uh, I-15 reaches the failure, and there's not a whole lot we can do. It. You've heard people do about it. You've heard people talk joke about double decking I-15. It's not really a joke. I mean, those are one of the things that's really discussed about how do we, because we can't keep widening it. And so Front Runner it will be, in the future, a very crucial component. And again, it's about being visionary and getting ahead of it and making sure it's available. Also, it's there's express trains with the strategic double tracking of Front Runner so that, for example, uh, a train may leave directly from Ogden uh, to Salt Lake with maybe only one stop. Same thing with Provo to Salt Lake with maybe only one stop. So that it really almost cuts the time in half, hopefully, is the goal. That might be a little bit ambitious, but but reduce the amount of time spent on the front runner significantly. And I think that's what will actually help people make that decision to take the front runner in the future. So, Representative, you've talked in the past about uh, this generational opportunity that we have right now. Can you talk a little bit about that and why we are moving forward with all of these transit and transportation projects right now? It's been the House's priority, and and the Senate's as well, the legislature's priority to look at generational uh, things that we can do. One of the biggest concerns is our quality of life, and we have to think ahead of right now and, and be looking into our future. We're so grateful for our forefathers that were so visionary in building dams and reservoirs and whole alt water infrastructure and everything that we and and the transportation system quite honestly that we currently get to use today i think we owe it to our kids and grandkids that we're doing the same thing for them and using this money wisely and then reinvesting it back into these infrastructure projects representative is there anything else that you would like to communicate to members of the public as we move forward with not only this bill but transportation investment generally speaking in the legislature and the legislative session this year? Well, that's a great question, Edward. I, I do think that one of the things we need, we need to be looking forward. That's one of the things Utah does. We don't look at, uh, it does, Utah does well. We don't look at just what's happening today. Obviously, we need to look and focus on what's happening today. 
but good leaders look forward and, 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 and are visionary and looking to address the problems before they become uh, unaddressable or even larger problems. And so uh, that's, that's what I hope that our legislature, I feel like our legislature is committed to, is not just looking at today's issues, but looking forward into future generations and making, making sure that we're making wise investments and good decisions. Representative Schultz, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thanks, Edward.